This morning, I'm titling my talk, Finding Strength in the Lord for Your Journey. And um, it's interesting, the very first song that we spoke about, there was the word strength that actually had come up in that. I'm not one of these guys who wakes up and sees the the host pipe on the lawn that shows an S, and that's my son. But, you know, it's interesting how God does deposit things. And as I was speaking to different folk early on this morning, uh, God just drops things in your hearts. I really believe what I am bringing is for us as a congregation. And uh, I'm trusting you're going to be stirred and encouraged. Um, the songs that we've sung this morning just really lends us back to that space. I want to encourage us as a church. We don't just sing songs because it's a nice thing to do. We're actually singing songs because we want to engage with God. And it's in those moments that God can reaffirm and confirm His plans and His purposes, even for a preach uh, like this morning. So finding strength in the Lord for your journey. Often what I encourage guys is bring a notepad, make notes on your cell phone. Don't look for your poiki course recipe while I'm preaching. Okay, the Lord sees. Okay. But um, yeah, make notes, you know, and don't try and rehash the whole sermon. It does get posted, I think, around about a Wednesday, Thursday. But if God speaks to you, he drops nuggets with you. And then you can walk away with that and say, okay, I think that's what God's speaking to me about. So part of your quiet time, either today or tomorrow or Tuesday, you can actually go back to that word and, and just spend some time meditating on it. So I'm going to ask uh, if we can put up uh, Psalm 18. I'm going to read verses 1 to 3 and then the verse 32 to 34. So it says, I love you, Lord, O oh, my strength. Say strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call to the Lord. Say, I call to the Lord. Who is worthy of praise? And I am saved from my enemies. And we're going to go to verse 32. It is God who arms me with strength. Say, strength. And makes my way perfect. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to stand on the heights. And verse 34. He trains my hands for battle. My arms can bend a bow of bronze. And so this morning, what I'm going to be focusing on is how we as a people need to find strength in God the journey that he has ahead for us. You know, often people will come with their New Year's resolutions and all their plans and, and all the plans that they have are man-made plans. But I want to say to you, maybe put those plans on hold. And I want you to find your strength in God for your life's journey. Firstly, in God, and then the journey that God has called each and every single one of us to as we walk out this year in 2023. And so, as I looked at this psalm, and uh, as I'd been preparing uh, my heart and my mind, um, the psalm really comes from a place where David um, was praising God and worshiping God, uh, because God had, he was reflecting on his life, and, and he had seen how God had delivered him from his enemies, and from some of the challenges that he had faced. And, and in those moments, what David did was, when he faced those things, what did he do? He called on God for help, and he called on God for strength. When, when David sang this, it, it was quite interesting. As I, every time I, I read the psalm, I just realized David was probably sitting on a rock, looking at his sheep, playing his harp, and, and he probably was in a space of free worship because this text, Psalm 18, 
is directly correlated to 2 Samuel 22. And I want to encourage you as a church to go and read the whole of Psalm 18 and the whole of 2 Samuel 22. But he must have known that what was written in 2 Samuel 22 because, because he was a king. And he was being chased and he faced some serious challenges. But God had come through for him. So he would have been sitting on a rock worshipping and doing free worship and just giving God glory and honor because of the way that God had rescued him, protected him, provided for him, and so on. So it's a very, very powerful song or psalm that David was putting together. And what he was doing is he was praising God for his glorious works and for blessings. Say blessings. I want to say to you this morning, we don't want to misappropriate the things of God, but God does want to bless us. Okay. And so um, part of that this morning is we need to get our hearts and our minds ready. It's God's not going to bless you for your purposes. He's going to bless you for His purposes because He works in us and then through us so that the kingdom of God can advance. And so when you look at David and you look at his life, I want you to always try and put yourself in his situation because I think many of us that are sitting here saying, if only you knew my story. If you only knew my challenges, what I've faced, or what my life was like, or what I went through, and it just goes on and how hectic your story is. Well, let me tell you something. Go and read David's story. Because David had a hectic story. As a young shepherd boy, he gets anointed as king, probably the least person to be considered for something like that. And then God starts the process of David being raised up and being brought through into kingship at a later stage. So David, as a king, ends up fighting many wars. He had incredible battles to, 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 to fight for the nation of Israel. He, he had family issues. Can you believe it? He had issues with his children. With his, with his son, Absalom, who was trying to kill him. Bit of a rebellious son. He had, he had issues with, with a wife. He had issues with friendships. He had issues in business. At one point, um, the nation of Israel, um, while he was out to battle, some other armies came in and took all their sheep and their cattle and the wives and the children. And David ended up with some serious problems with his soldiers because they were wanting to kill him. They thought, well, maybe we should kill him because we've lost everything because we followed him. Can you get the picture? How many of us are sitting here saying, okay, maybe my story isn't so bad at the moment. Or I can identify with what, what is happening here. So he faced some serious challenges. And it's no different for you and I today, because in this modern era that we live in, we have different contexts that we face, circumstances and challenges. But I've got to ask the question, who do you run to? Who are you running to? And where are you finding your help and your strength? So with that, I felt the Lord say to me over December, as I'd been preparing, we had gone away, and I just took time. I wasn't trying to prepare sermons while I was away. I was trying to rest. But God just started to speak to me as I just looked up the word strength. I said, Lord, I've had a hectic year. And I started to look for myself. But in this time, I felt the Lord say to me, I want you to bring this word to the congregation because I want every man, I want every woman, I want every young person to find their help 
and there's strength in me. As you sit here, I can't carry your faith journey for you. You've got to carry it. You've got to take ownership of your walk. And I think as we walk at our journey together, and we say, Lord, we resolutely are committing ourselves to you to serve your purposes, unwavering, one purpose, to fulfill the plans and purposes that you have for us. Lord, we commit ourselves to that. Um, we, we, we find ourselves in a place that, that, that God, in order to do this, we need the strength and help that will come from you. Imagine what the church could look like if each one of us took this part of the call of our lives and walked this out with God. As you sit here, some of you have some hectic scenarios. You currently are going through them. Some of you have a hectic scenarios that you've already gone through. But imagine if we as a people did what David did and we get before the Lord and we say to him, Lord, I need your help and I need your strength to go through what I'm busy dealing with here right now. Let me tell you what I think will happen the minute we get into that place. I think a lot more of us will walk in wholeness. A lot more of us will walk in healing. A lot more of us will walk in peace and restoration. Why? Because you're not looking to man and to systems and businesses and money and things. You're looking to God. And I want to tell you this morning, I am preaching to myself as well. I've learned over the years, you can get clever in the pulpit, and it can sound lacquer that this is the man of the hour, but then God does this with me. He says, well, let me test you in the sense. Do you believe what you're preaching? And so I get nervous when I preach stuff like this, because I, I have. I've had to settle before the Lord and say, God, I do not want to get up here and preach a message because it ticks a box. And we've just gone through the motions. I, in my heart, feel church. God is going to do some significant stuff in the hearts and lives of the men and women here who position themselves under God and they seek Him with all of their heart, all of their mind, all of their strength. And they say, Lord, I give my all to you. Imagine what the church could look like. If we individually get whole and we come together in our corporateness, Think about the testimony that it gives those that are not yet saved or those that have fallen away from the church. You see, we've got, we've got to live that faith message. And, and I believe God is going to do an amazing work with us as we commit ourselves and position ourselves accordingly. Can you stick that picture up for me? We're going to leave that up for now. I want this picture to be something that will stir up in your hearts as I'm busy sharing this and, and bringing this message. You know, while I was walking at Porcupine Peak um, in Montague, we, we were on this working farm. At one point, I'm just walking and I'm just walking and I'm praying and I'm praising. And it was so lacquer. There was nobody around. So if anybody did see me from a distance, I thought this oak is a nutcase. At one point, I'm in the gravel road. And I just... This picture reminded me of something that the Lord had shown me years ago. Eventually, there was this mountain um, along the side, and I just turned to the mountain, and I just went down. I said, Lord, I need your help. Lord, I need your strength. When I look at these mountains, I see power. You're steadfast. Nothing moves you. Lord, you're worthy. You're trustworthy. You're reliable. 
There is none like you. And I started to cry out to God, not only for my life, but for some of you. Because you see, the enemy wants to isolate us. He wants to break us down. He wants to separate us. He wants you to, to, to walk with, with issues in your heart and put you in a space that you never walk into the fullness of what God has for you. But, but I believe God's saying, Ants, you can contend for the people, but you're not Jesus. Jesus died for them. And my people need to get before me, and they need to seek me. And they need to get on their knees. And they need to seek me. And I want to tell you something, church. The devil is out to kill you. He's out to destroy you. He is not kind. He doesn't fight clean. He fights dirty. You want to know why your marriage is a mess? Because he fights dirty. He will bring all the dirty laundry into that space to try and destroy your lives in that. And we've got to take ownership. And understand that we are in warfare. And part of that warfare is we get before the Lord and say, Lord, I need your help and I need your strength. I'm telling you today, I put everything that I know of God on this. And I want to tell you something. More often than not, I wake up realizing how little I know. But I know this. As David knew God. If we get to this place that we say, Lord, I need your help and I need your strength, he will hear you. Because David said, I called to the Lord and he answered me. You see, that's the beauty about Jesus. Jesus brings you and I into a space that we get made right with the Father. If you commit your life to Jesus, you come into a relationship with God the Father. And there are fathers that are sitting here. Some of you, you bless your children. You spoil them. They, you, maybe some of you even feel that they don't even appreciate some of the things that you do. But you know how to spoil your children. Let me tell you something. There's a father that will outspoil you. And he will do that which he needs to do with you that you could never do for your children. Dads, I want to challenge you this morning. Lead your families. Get on your knees before God. And seek him. Say, Lord, I need help to lead my family. I need help to lead my wife. I need help to lead my children. And, 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 and really call out to God for this. So I'm going to give you some practical things here this morning that will help us in this journey. Is this making sense? Some practical things to help us going forward. If you're going to see some breakthrough in your lives, we're going to get to a place this morning where we're going to get on our knees before the Lord. And if you can't get on your knees, consider on the other knee, which is your bum. All right? Just for whatever reason. So the first thing that you need to know, point number one, is don't compare yourself with others as you seek God for help and for strength. I want to say to you, every person sitting here, your story is unique. Whatever you have faced, whatever you have gone through, it is real for you. All right? Don't compare yourself with others. Don't think, oh, but, you know, if only I had Alma's story, or if I had Aziz's story, or I, if I had someone else's story. No, no, don't compare. Accept your story where you're at, and you trust God from that moment for your story. Because it's out of that place that your testimony comes. Don't be covet, covetous or jealous, wanting what somebody else has got. Don't operate with jealousy. Those things are sin. You need to push into God. You need to seek Him first for your life. 
And what is important here, and I felt the Lord drop this picture in my mind. Remember when you fly, the air hostesses, they all stand there very pretty, and they tell you how you've got to do uh, all these wonderful exercises. And they say, but when the plane drops suddenly, this mask pops out. All right? Now, what do they do? They say to you, before you help the person next to you, put your own mask on. Church, I want to say to you, some of us, we're running around trying to help everybody else out. But you actually need to put your own mask on first. And this morning, I believe God is going to ask you to do that. So put your own mask on. He's not saying don't help. Don't be a support. But you've got to get to a place first that if you are seeking God for help and for strength, it's out of that place that you are able to help others because then you're not doing it in your own strength. You're actually doing it in the strength of the Lord. Does that make sense? Number two, praise God and express your gratitude. We see this with David throughout the Psalms. Thank him for all that he has done in your life. And this needs to be a constant thing, a constant daily thing. If you are battling with depression, if you are facing some really hectic stuff in your life, you know what one of the biggest antidotes are to that is just to have a heart of gratitude, firstly, to him. Because actually where you are right now, whatever your age is, that's how God has saved you and kept you till this ripe royal age that you find yourself young and old. And I want to say to you, when you praise God and you express your gratitude, be specific. Don't just say, oh God, thank you for everything that you do for me. That's too general. We can pray that, but be specific. I'll share a little bit of my own story. Last year, I was just sharing with one or two folk. It's my worst business year in ACT properties. A little bit of free advertising. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> I know there's some other agency. I'm just pulling legs here. But, but the point is, you know, just sharing with them, it was our worst year. But I'm also involved with logistics. The most amazing thing happened was the shortfall that happened on ACT was made up on logistics. And then on top of that, there were a few other blessings that came through for us, which leaves me in a space to say, God, your word, you're true to your word because you said that I will provide all that you need. I will care for you. You don't have to say things to people. God knows how to provide. And so I say, Lord, thank you for taking care of our business. Thank you, Lord, for providing finances. Actually, Lord, thank you that as a result of what happened last year, we were even able, as we sat in December, to chat about what God had done. We had had numerous weekend breakaways, which we've not had in other years. And the funny thing is, we got through the year. Now, I want to say to you, the fact is that I lead this congregation doesn't mean I'm more special than anybody else here. I believe that if you sit and you really take a look at your life, you, you start to count the blessings, you'll see how God has actually come through for you. That's what you thank Him for. Okay? Thirdly, call on the Lord. Ask for help and for strength. I remember a guy, Rory Dyer, um, Andrew and them, they know him. He leads a big church up in Johannesburg. He says, this is your prayer. When you come to pray, this is your prayer. Lord, please help me. When we come to pray, it's God, I need your help. I need your strength. That's the heart that David had when he, when he sought the Lord. I want to encourage you this morning, is as you seek the Lord, make a list of all the things that you're facing 
or have gone through or currently are going through or that you need breakthrough for. Let me say that again. You need to make a list what you're facing or needing God for breakthrough. Just narrowing it down. What is it that you need? What is it that you're trusting God for? For some of us, it could be spiritual growth. For some of us, we could be battling with sin issues. For some of us, we could be battling in our marriage. We don't know how to take our marriage forward. We, 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 we could be having um, issues with husband and wife. For some of us, we are battling in our singleness. We're lonely. We, we, we're facing issues. Um, uh, there's depression, anxiety, all of these things. I want to say to you, don't chuck the baby out of the bathwater. The fact is that you might be in these things. It doesn't make you a bad person. What it does is it brings you to a place of being real, but there is one who cares, and he says, I care for you. Cast your burdens upon me. Cast your cares upon me, because I care for you. So with that, list those things. You could be facing issues with your children. It could be sickness. It could be finances, emotional, mental issues. Be real, because that's what David did when he wrote the Psalms. He was real. You know what? Most of the guys in the Bible battled with depression. Most of your leaders in the Bible had big issues. And you'll see why those issues become important just now. So you need to list those things. And then, number four, you need to work your spiritual muscles. And we've got a couple of exercise fundus here, and so they will correct me if I say anything wrong here. But as you write down your list, the next thing you're going to do as you exercise your spiritual muscle is I want you to take a scripture, and I want you to put it next to that issue. And some of you might be sitting here, I don't know where those scriptures are. That's great, because now you're going to go and do some homework. Take ownership. And if you struggle... Chat to your com group leader. If you really struggle with your com group leader because they can't help you, then you come and you chat to Andre and Gunter. Don't speak to me about it. <laughs> they know everything. <laughs> All right? So you take, you take your points. Put a scripture next to it. And then very importantly, you need to start praying about that. Be Holy Spirit-led. Lord, how do I deal with this? How do I pray? Help me with this. And then I want to say to you, with that, is that... As you prepare that, some of you are going to take five and ten scriptures and put it next to that point. Please don't do that. Those of you who are exercise fundies, they will tell you, if you go and you exercise in the gym, don't try and do 20 exercises because you want to get in shape because that's part of your New Year's resolution. You might do it for two or three moments. You won't walk for a while and then you'll probably lose interest and not follow through on that New Year's resolution like some of us have already done. How do you do this? You, you work it piece by piece. Some days you will train the biceps and the chest, right? Other days you're going to train the legs. Other days you're going to train the bottom and the back. And, and what you do is you work those things specifically. And that's why you, in the same way here, yeah, you've got to narrow it down. Not have too many things that you do, but be specific. Keep it short, sharp, and sweet. And then, very importantly, you need to eat well and you need to hydrate well if you're an exercise fundi as well. Those things are important. But for spiritual beings like us, how do we eat well? How do we hydrate well? We spend time in God's Word. We hydrate by being watered by the Holy Spirit, praying and worshiping and loving on Him. And then the mixture of that is we become Word-based, Spirit-based, come together, and God does something as we seek Him and get help and, and strength. Does that make sense?
6.5 is believe God. As you do this, you need to believe that God is interested in your situation. You need to believe him for protection. You need to believe him that he's your shield, that he's your stronghold, and that he is your strength in this time. It is a total trust in him as you write those things down. That's what God wants from you and I. And last point, as I start to wind this down, is we need to hold on to the promises of God. Remember, each one of us is having to dive into this, seeking God for ourselves, for help and for strength. But we've got to hold on to the promises of God that we see in the Word. God promises to give us strength and to help us. He doesn't promise us that He's going to take the situation away. Often what He does is He takes you through it. You might be saying, oh, it would be so nice not to have to go through this thing. But I want to tell you something. If we do not have adversity, if we do not have challenges, if we do not have troubles, if we do not have rough seas, no mountain to climb or battles to fight, we will not grow as people. Because what happens is when it seemingly is always going well, we don't need God. There are many nations that are very, very well off. But the people are so lost. They're the poorest people on the planet because they don't need God. I want to say to you, when you find yourself in a space where there are challenges and trials, Jesus said, in this world you will have many troubles. But do not be afraid because I have overcome. It's in these moments that we've got to ask ourselves, where am I going to run to for help and for strength? These are your growth moments. When you're facing a difficulty, a question you can ask is, God, what are you trying to show me about yourself? Lord, what are you trying to teach me about yourself? Because sometimes what happens is when we find ourselves in these moments where times are difficult, it's in those moments that God shows you and I where we are lacking in our faith and the things that we need to tighten up and shape up on. And the other areas we'll say to you, hey, my son, my daughter, well done. Look how you've grown in this particular area. That's how God works with us. And each person sitting here will have a unique story with regards to that. So with that, holding on to the promises of God and seeking God, it's also about doing warfare, as I mentioned earlier on. Some of us sitting here this morning, you, you can't even put together a New Year's resolution because your situation is so tough. But I want to tell you something. There's one way that you fight this thing. It's on your knees because that's when you stand tallest. You write that thing out. You put a scripture next to it. You start to pray and you start to trust God. For some of you, the breakthrough will be in 2023. For some of you, it might be five years down the line. For some of you, God will bring immediate emotional, physical, and spiritual healing. For some of you, it's going to take time because it's a journey that God is taking you through. It doesn't make you a lesser person. It just means that God has chosen to work with you like that. And we need to rest with that. But we need to say, God, help me, please, and give me the strength to get through this. So I want to share with you some of my promises. I'm just going to share four so that you can see how I've done this. So I'm going to ask Corinne if you could put up Philippians 4.13. I can do everything through, through him who gives me strength. This doesn't mean that I get on my mountain bike and say, okay, God, today I'm going to take out all the racing snakes and I'm going to beat every single one. Lord, give me the power and the strength to whip them all today. No, no, he's not making you Superman. 
All right? We've got limitations, and we need to know that. I learned that very quickly this last week. But Lord, you know what? I run business. Two. I've got a wife to take care of. I've got a household that I need to run with. I've got a responsibility, Lord, of something that is so precious to you, the local church. I love you, Lord, and I love your local church. God, I need your help and your strength to lead these men and these women into the future and the destiny that you have for them. God, please, will you give me the strength? Number two, Philippians 4.19. And my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. I want to say to you, sometimes we are battling, um, and there might be folks sitting here battling financially, maybe you've got business challenges, um, maybe there's, 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 there's a need. I want to say to you, on your knees, Lord, your word says, and my God will meet all your needs according to your glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Father, when I look back on 2022, I saw how you came through for me in this area, this area. I'm being specific, and that's what we need to do. See, it's easier with one scripture than with five or ten. And what you do is you get that thing, and if you feel to add another one or two, but you spend time in there until you get breakthrough. Okay, number three. Ephesians 3, verses 20 to 21. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. You see, friends, God as a father doesn't give you the scraps. He knows what you need. And the thing is about God is he's, he actually can do immeasurably more than what we ever dreamed of or imagined. The thing is, Often in our moments of difficulty or, or challenges, God is not just wanting to satisfy your needs. He often will bring in abundance so that we can be a blessing to others. That's why we encourage people, open your homes on a Wednesday night for comm groups. On a Sunday after a meeting, take people and go and have a coffee. Invite them to your home. Let's not talk church. Let's do what the Bible teaches us and hang out. It's been lovely to hear how many of the saints hung out together. And maybe things are a bit tight, but you've got to trust God that as you use what God has given you, that he will provide immeasurably more than you could ever dream of or imagine. And these are the promises that you can come to God with. And you know, there are times that I've had to pray and say, God, I don't understand your word sometimes. This is what you say, and it doesn't feel like this is happening. And God's saying, just keep going. Keep trusting me. And I've I've made you a resilient person, one who never gives up. Keep going. But Lord, I need to get this thing in my heart because I've got to lead the people here. It's easy for me to stand up here and be fake. Because you see, often what happens is we think the guys up here don't have issues. We do. But I want to tell you something. I don't take this very lightly because I know, as I said earlier on, that God can test me in this thing. But I do know this. I have seen the faithfulness of God and I've seen God's generosity. I just have to look at 2022 amidst our most difficulty. I was sharing with, with Alzeth earlier on. I said to her, you know, I, I can't understand it. We had, we had our worst year business-wise, but yet we were able to go away. We lacked no good thing. I'm not a millionaire. I chose not to buy my car because Neelius preached one Sunday morning. <laughs> But can you see what I'm saying? I'm joking. <laughs> can you see what I'm saying? But God provided. And you know what? Some of you will know our home has been open. We've, our home is, is, is like a train station. And we love it. 
I want to say to you, do those things and God will bless you. Last one. Hebrews 13 verses 5 and 6. Keep your lives free from the love of money. Well, I think this is quite important, from the love of money. I think for me this represents not only finances, but it's things. Because many of us find our, our value in what we have or don't have. So keep your lives free from the love of money. Be content with what you have. Because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. Can you say that? Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. That is in the Bible. That's God speaking to us. Do you believe that? So whatever you're facing, do you believe that? Whatever your circumstances are, do you believe that? He says, so we say with confidence, say confidence. The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? I want to I encourage you this morning. As a people, we need to get before the Lord and say, God, I need your help this year. Will you give me the strength? And that's what we're going to do this morning. And maybe before the team get up here, I want to give each and every single person here the opportunity. I want to read something to you. So that before you respond, your response is being made out of an informed hearing. You've heard the word being preached here this morning. And you've got to hear the call of God on your life for your journey being resolute, steadfast, uncompromising, purposeful, unwavering to seek His help and His strength for your personal journey and our journey together corporately. So I put this together. I said, Lord, this morning I come before you. I bring to you my fears, my concerns, my circumstances, situations, troubles. Your word teaches me that I can bring it to you. And by doing this, it says that I trust you and I'm dependent on you. Lord, I want to thank you for my salvation because many of us sitting here are saved. We're saved. Don't need to worry about that. That's the beauty because now Jesus brings us before the Father. There are some of you sitting here that might not be saved. We're going to give you that opportunity. We are now before the Father. He says, I thank you for my salvation. And I thank you, God, that you really care for me. That you care for my family. And all that I have. I give of myself to you. This morning, I want to stir your heart that as you get to a place where you bow on your knee, you start out by saying, and I want you to thank God for one key thing in your life this morning. We're going to put that into practice. The second thing is, I will lead you on this. It says, Lord, I need your help and your strength for the following. As you are sitting here this morning, there are probably one or two or three things that you can think of right now that you're saying, man, I need God's help in this thing. Don't hope for something that God doesn't have for you. You want to be in his will. Lord, I trust you enough that your will will be done. I need your help and your strength. And I want you to be specific with that. And then lastly, Lord, I trust you. I trust your promises and will hold on to them, believing that your will will be done. Give me strength, Lord, to face each day, each situation, and the year ahead. Thank you for hearing my prayers. You are my hope, protection, shield, and strength. Amen. If you are in that space this morning where you can say, I need this, I'm going to ask you to just find a space where you are, if you can, and get on your knees before the Lord. This is not about me.
Whether we do it or not, I am on my knees this morning because I need God's help and I need his strength. As a people, let's get there and say, God, we need you. I'm going to ask the musicians not to go down just yet. I want you to spend time here as well. And then maybe we can go into a song if that's okay. All right. So find your space. And I'll guide you. I've spent much time. I'm on my knees, but I am standing. I know it doesn't make sense. <laughs> this, is, this is part of your warfare before the Lord. Just start to raise your concerns before the Lord. Say, Lord, I bring these concerns to you. Whatever it is, and be specific. He's not afraid. Just where you are with those words, you've probably put them all out before him, but just start to have a heart filled with gratitude. Just saying, Lord, thank you. That even right now, the fact is that you're here today, that he's given you life, means he has a plan and a purpose for you. I'm going to give you a minute or so just to thank him. I feel like as folk are thanking the Lord, I feel like there are folk here that just need to say, Lord, thank you for your patience towards me. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your goodness. The next thing you're going to do is you're going to just say, Lord, I need your help and your strength for the following and I want you to list one or two things, three things in your mind before the Lord. He sees it, nothing is hidden from him. And when you do that, where possible, even if you can't quote the scripture verbatim, but you know of the scripture, just start to where you are to say, Lord, I bring this to you. And your word says, I believe your word, I trust your word. And start to pray into your situation. I want to say to you, today you can make a note of this date because I believe God's going to give us stories and testimonies from here. What do you need breakthrough for? Ask Him. I felt this morning as I'd been preparing my heart as we were crying out to the Lord, I felt like the Lord gave me two words. One is the word of restoration, restore. And the other one is a word of of peace, the peace that surpasses all understanding that will guard our hearts and our minds. And for some of us, we're crying out and say, God, restore back to me that which has been lost, that which has been stolen. As I speak that out, often we will go to the financial, the wealth side of things, but I felt like the Lord also highlighting the possibility of relationships that have been lost and broken. There's some sitting here this morning that you're crying out to God. Your life is in such a mess. And you're so anxious and, and you're all over the place. And that's why I believe the Lord says, I want to bring you peace. Jesus even said, my peace I leave with you. This peace he gives you that no matter what you're going through, there's just a settledness in your heart because you trust God despite. And I feel like God wants to pour that over folk here this morning. I'll give you another minute, 30 seconds to a minute. Where you are with your eyes closed, just say, Lord, thank you for hearing my prayers. Lord, I trust you. I'm going to hold on to your promises, Lord. 
Lord, when I start to doubt, when things get a bit hectic, Lord, I know where to run to. I will call on you, God. I will call on you for help and for strength. Thank you, God, for hearing my prayers. Thank you, God, that you are my salvation. Thank you, God, that you are my hope, my protection, my shield, and my strength. And Lord, I believe that you will come through for me. And when you do, Lord, I will not remain silent. I will tell people, and I'm going to call out to you, and I will tell people of your faithfulness and your goodness and your kindness. Lord, let my life be a billboard, an advert for you, that you are alive and well, that you are trustworthy. And I thank you for that this morning. I pray this in Jesus' precious name. All God's people said.